greetings and welcome to Liminal Light, a show that explores the languages of myth and lore, sky and star, earth and embodiment through astrology, art, and spirit engagement. I'm your host, Chris. Enjoy. Stone rolls shut with a satisfying click, and all within is immersed in darkness. Or so we believe, but do not know. The slabs of stone descend as stairs, level that reach into caverns below, the walls around the vast space chiseled from soft volcanic rock into rectangular reliefs, inset with busts of those great few that came before and set down the cornerstones from which our history has been stacked. The beauty of their features static, stays in cold, dry weight for a time that never comes. Kissed by black air and caressed by the absence of breeze, only the slow and silent drafts of exhaling crypts which softly lift to keep some sort of time for the sake of long memories that stack upon the desk of fate like so many leaves and layers. The ripe flesh and flushed cheeks and exaltation of skin on skin, of draping silk, of luscious fruit, languid days passing the time with sweet melodies and luxurious seats, surrounded by bloom, perfume, and gentle skies. All of this is fleeting. We are moist, embodied for moments, and then brittle, desiccation forever, like the brief succulent bud set in a skeletal flower. The architecture around us tells us this, and the hard reality it portrays, brick upon brick and stone upon stone, stacks up to a story that only enhances the beauty and vamps up the value of our precious few sips of the elixirs of life and short-lived feast where we sink our teeth into the succulent fronds of Earth's delights. Sometimes, caught in the cogs and brackets and stop-start push and pull of the machine working away upon the treadmill of affairs, of trials and tribulations, we receive short windows between whistleblows, brief retreat and respite, waiting for the steel arm to come around and arrive at our station, where we have the chance to indulge ourselves in all our senses and lose our cares in the full ecstasy of existence. If we ignore our bodies and tarry too long or hesitate, we might miss these perfect windows of escape between the sandwich stones of inescapable obligation. Like erotic bondage, these restraints can amplify our pleasure and render our desires most acute. Such limitations on our minds can cause our ideas and interests to multiply and even divide and diverge on opposite courses, wondering which way we should go if we can only have so much time or so much resources to do so. There's so much to pursue that what or which shall we choose? Our curiosity escalates in courses. If our time is limited and the machinations of our world will ultimately chew us up in the end from dust to dust, we must then protect our nests and larders from harm or any other infiltration. If there's only so much time or money to have a good time and enjoy the good life, then we are driven to lock tight the pantry and guard it with whatever artillery we might muster. Thus we become hedonistic, opportunistic, and moody. We brood, we take advantage of what comes our way. 
We are receptive, deceptive, intuitive, selfish, sensual, and pragmatic all at once. Our minds race as we try to maximize our satisfactions. Under the pressures of our obligations, the need to reduce our systems, and the looming cloud bank of unknowns, the very storm cloud of fears we obsess over that, we, that may or may not ever come and obscure our fortifications and speculative futures. We need to radicalize our understanding and approach to material culture, to creative growth, to preparing for fertility, to sensuality itself. How we experience pleasure must be revolutionized, as what delivered us material satisfaction before is quickly becoming defunct. If we are going to have our cake and eat it too, if we are not going to be doomed to choose A over B, if we are going to be non-binary and fluid between the paradoxical ends of antithesis, we need to look to new imaginative philosophies and hybridization that inspire and motivate us towards our most ultimate and noble goals. Holy ideals, sacred targets. We need divinely inspired optimism in the face of our inescapably bleak situations. Not because we are naive, but because we are also authors of our own personalities, as well as the collective narrative. Not by our votes alone and our bureaucratic contributions and civil voice, but by the fact that we project into the future before us helps sculpt the events we experience. It is not only our own petty annihilation at stake, but the pleasure of the universe itself experiences through us and our own senses. We must radicalize our own love and lust, not for the sake of overindulgence, but for a more sensual reality that resonates with the actual divine. We must learn how to mythologize our own existence, to see reality as a story, and begin to merge components and create chimeras. We may rise swiftly across the thresholds of shadow into unfinished futures, unknown natures, and oncoming epochs. Mars spends his time throughout the month of June in Cancer, which he ingressed on May 15th and will remain until July 1st. This is where Mars finds his fall, and a particular trap is set for how he normally functions. Mars, who is normally tactical, critical, responsive, confident, capable and effective, is clouded over by emotional concerns and attachments, he may decide to retaliate because his feelings are hurt, and be overprotective of people, places and things, which carry sentimental content. Passive aggression is possible, as are civil wars or the turning of blades inward to spar with family and others in close proximity to your primary cares. We could find ourselves fighting for or with our mothers, both literally and metaphorically, as well as protecting our pet projects, the growth of our more sensitive creations, in an attempt to preserve ideal conditions and preferred parameters, even if it comes to blows. And this extends to keeping intruders away from our food and most comfortable furniture. Seeing someone in our own bunks snacking on our supplies might set us off and blow the bugle for taking up arms against the intruder. Mercury splashes into the pool early in the month, putting our analytical minds into the affairs and triggering Uranus's influence and radicalizing and wanting to revolutionize what foods and material things even are, surely puts on experimental edge and volatile ingredient into the mixture. And some of the useful information which is beginning to emerge from such experiments shows up as data along the way. Both Mars and Mercury trine Neptune mid-month as our thoughts and actions begin to mobilize towards shared objectives. 
but in a way that is likely to have our emotions diluting us in illusion and finding ourselves fighting within fantasies. Simultaneously, the two planets oppose Saturn and our concerns for growth, needs, safety, and the resources necessary to develop are met with a hard stare from obligations and inescapable restrictions. The trick is to put our protection of growth and respect to responsibilities in balance. Although it's both malefics, so it will be all challenge and no playing nice. Steer the ship towards productivity and minimize damages, and you might find yourself in a better situation than before the storm arrived, despite having to choose losses along the way. Then the opposition immediately turns to K2 and Pluto. This pivots upon Rahu, the very head of the dragon. We may see a situation where we need to purge and prune our constructions, while meanwhile we become insatiably hungry to grow and amass more resources to do so. Our emotions can easily go into terrible tantrums here. Losing our heads may be unavoidable, so make sure you are away from sensitive places and people and direct the deluge into something useful. Pluto adds both overwhelming fear and ignorable obsession to the equation, but use the layers of shadow to satisfy your inner detective and attempt to be investigatory rather than the victim of a conspiratorial avalanche. Mars is in triplicity here, so despite being too upset to be direct and clear, he might still have his heart in the right place, and his intuitions may be correct even though his methods are more sloppy than is helpful. Protecting and defending what we need to grow and be safe and properly nurtured is a just cause. We have to be aware and monitor when we are being smart and strategic and we are, when we are being simply a dangerous baby with a loaded gun. Venus remains in rulership until late evening on the 8th, beginning our month with an awareness of how pleasure, beauty, and sensuality must be prioritized in both a world and in a season where there's only so much good stuff going around and we should absolutely learn to enjoy it while it lasts. But also preserve it so that it remains intact, is renewable and not wasted or destroyed out of negligence or neglect. Saturn wants to ration, reduce, limit, and render lasting and enduring, while Venus in late Taurus understands that just because the soil is fertile doesn't mean that crops will withstand pests or blight. Enjoy it while it lasts, and in fact adhere to a strict guideline so that it absolutely does. Pluto's influence may put the fear in us in a good way. Manage things accordingly, or else the party's over. And Katie says along the way, You'll have to lose this, and this, and this, or else your aesthetics will be polluted. With planets making aspects to recently stationed and now retrograde Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter, we may feel as though storylines in our lives and in the world at large have come to a standstill. The plot somehow hit a snag, and it appears that things are not moving along as they once were. This is exacerbated by the pileup of Saturn, K2, and Pluto, and Capricorn, which have us lost in a void where things of inconceivable magnitude need to be dealt with for an indefinite amount of time, many of these issues needing pruning, shedding, or dismantling before there can be a new flow and growth. In a sense, the film is on pause, but in that moment of still picture, we have the opportunity to make very direct and specific alterations and familiarize ourselves in depth with areas that are currently pinned down, or, be or for better or worse. What we are currently doing is dealing with some heavy and neglected stuff. For many, these are actual solid slabs which have physical weight and measurable proportions. It's tough work, but the goal is to get through it, or enough of it, to be on the other side by the time the conveyor belt of time roars once more to a start. 
No one likes dead stop traffic on the freeway, but if there are fires to put out or major adjustments to be made within the car, then having a brief pause is more than appreciated. I've talked about this before, but how often we wished everything could just stop for a second. But once it does, our instinctual reaction is to panic and put all our energy into trying to get it, get the boulder rolling again. Yes, getting things in motion will take some of our own effort, but a strategic adjustment to the slow pace has its own advantages. You might monitor other people's progress to contrast it against your own. If everyone seems to be creeping along at five miles per hour, then you are probably allowed to give yourself some rest and not waste your energy paddling between winds. It's probably more wise to check all your rigging and tidy up the cabin while you wait for the next session of more mobile weather. Unfortunately, the retrograde motion adds to the feeling that you are losing ground as the outer planets all roll backwards through the zodiac. We might find ourselves returning to topics from yesterday, last month, late last year. Consider this also as an opportunity to make adjustments and make sure you are on the trajectory you intended to be on and reset yourself to right your course and true your aim when our doubling back has come to a close. This is not the jerky ride Mercury or Mars retrogrades deliver, but slow tidal motions of enormous outer planets. We want to be with the long ebb and flow of their cycles. It's a time now to reduce and to understand, to be clear and not overburdened, even if that means laboring through a purgation process for the time being to reach a clean and stable building site buried beneath and be ready with refreshed and updated plans for construction later in the summer. Let's get the conditions right before we rush into idealistic, risky, or complicated new projects. June begins with Mercury in late and the Sun in early Gemini, kicking things off with an investigatory orientation. We're curious and considering many different options and exploring a variety of ideas. Mercury quickly switches into Cancer by June 4th, we're expressing our emotions and turning our investigations toward what we might need to feel safe, what nourishment we might require for growth. This emotional overlay colors the sun's glasses in Gemini's intellectual territory, and the keys in a tone persistent throughout 2019 as the North Node, or Rahu, is currently in mid to late Cancer, rendering themes of growth, need, emotion, nurturing, safety, nest, care, and intuition with a particular urgency. We may need to recharge on mother's milk and spend some time in the safety of the crib to balance out the hard realities and tough purgations of the Saturn K2 Pluto project. This can also have us hungry for the world and growing too fast for comfort. Our clothes no longer fit, our bedrooms no longer suit us, our current collections of tools seem like mere toys. We're held back in preschool, but feel we are ready for PhD programs. It'd be best at least to identify what our ideal conditions for stable and steady growth are and prioritize them, especially to contextualize what dismantle in the concrete dimension. Rather than reach too quickly for toys too delicate for us to play with, or foods we are too underdeveloped to digest. In Gemini, the sun will be taking in all this information through so many Google searches and conversations and library books and magazine articles to try to find stimulating and potential pathways. Venus enters the twin sign June 8th and spends the month helping us be chatty, charming, eclectic, curious, and attracted to information, taking pleasure in factoids and drawn to making artful multimedia collages with what we find. 
some of which may dilate, dilate massively and become more illuminating as they increase in scope, as all three planets will oppose Jupiter three quarters of the way through the sign, and also send us down a rabbit hole of confused and clashing data as they square Neptune almost simultaneously. There is a you have to get extremely lost and hopelessly confused first to find yourself ultimately to the wisest solution dynamic afoot here. So beware and employ some tactical indifference to delusion and derailment as things oversaturate then seem to somehow sort themselves out before your eyes. You want to be ready to pluck the right pieces from the pool as they surface and then assemble your strategy from what solid stuff remains. The full moon in Sagittarius occurs just after 4 a.m. EST on Monday the 17th. This is the moon juicing up to fullness, still separating from conjunction with the greater benefic in his day-sect domicile. We might want to ready ourselves to ride the mythological humidity, water, moon, and fiery Sagittarius into copious cups of abundance. Jupiter is likely to overbrim the cornucopia here, which may manifest physically, as you might be privy to a fantastic feast, but of the sort which fills the bellows which stoke your heart as much as your belly. In this I mean a feast for the spirit, an accumulation of inspirational victuals and motivational mincemeats, the holy grail seeming in sight by night's impressionistic perspective. We feel our intuition's ability to feel our way toward our goals and press all the malleable pieces together into one ideal composite that can meet and overcome the challenges by instinct alone. I would suggest preparing feasts to invite inspiration and opportunity in, to drink and make merry until you are much wiser and retiring than you were when approaching the table, to feast on wisdom and inspiration itself rather than wine and food, such as gorging on literature and performing arts or religious retreat or literally taking your tarot deck to the dockside and summoning the crustacean depicted in the surface for a devotional seaside feast of shellfish, butter, bread, and brine. Both Mercury and Mars can join Rahu here, and though that means they also oppose Capricorn complex of Saturn, Ketu, and Pluto, they will be very much with the dragon's head, sharing his experience of insatiable hunger in this case in full view of what serious and scary possibil possibilities and potentials our current days portend. This in a way sounds very high renaissance. Life is short, enjoy it while it lasts. Well, welcome back, Bonnie. Hello, how are you? Good. After a pretty long, long, uh, long break. Time. Yeah, I think yeah. we when we first started doing this show, it was on the radio and we were doing it once a week, like a once a week forecast. And then um, it became a once a month for a, a show. <laughs> and now but, it's once a year. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it became a once a month show, but with lots of guests and um Life got really disruptive for a few months, um, which makes sense, you know, with looking at uh, the astrology. I guess I was, I, I can really see it now how it's really affected by that Venus ingress into Uranus, and mm. I don't need to go too much into my own nativity, but it, I really got disrupted, and now I'm back and maybe better for it. Uh, now we're probably going to do the return of these forecast episodes, and then also um, try to have 
frequent guests, maybe once a week, maybe three a month, something like that, and artists, magicians, astrologers, etc. So maybe it's going to be a better show from having that time off. Having yeah, that, that time that, that time knocked yeah. off my uh, horse, my proverbial horse or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, right. But now we're back. So ciao, Bonnie. Ciao, 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 ragazzi. Um, and we've got a really action-packed month this month. Um, astrologers have been talking about how nasty <laughs> June looks for a while, and how it's kind of like a, a grind, like a preview of um, July's eclipse cycle season. Um, but we just get a lot of like a lot of uh, oppositions, a lot of squares, um, a lot of eclipse access like uh, contact um so yeah we get a lot of sensitivity um the centerpiece of it kind of being uh, mars and cancer and everything that that implies which we'll go into but i figured it since there's so many things come down the line it might be good to kind of go through them um in order that's a good idea unless you have any uh, i love questions. that orderly like orderly <laughs> yeah uh, chronological Totally, that good chronological shit. Um, oh, yeah, we're not on the radio. We no, we're not on the radio out. anymore. And, and the <laughs> podcast is uh, is explicit, right? Yeah. It's like I put it as explicit. Cause why would you be anything except for explicit? <laughs> well, you want to have options. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't mean like necessarily to uh, to cuss and curse, but you know, like explicit, like you yeah. know, mark that yes. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, okay, like, what's the opposite of explicit? Like, implicit? <laughs> like, kind of passive-aggressive? <laughs> or I guess that with, uh, it artfully, that could be, like, um, like puns and, and, like, witticisms, you know? Yeah, witticisms. So, okay, so we enter the month, um, and I've been thinking about this, too, you know, like, as an astrologer looking at cycles of time and, and the movement of, of planets... Um, you're like, yeah, the, the constructs of, of our, of our calendar months and our calendar, a lot of the calendar in general is like total poppycock, you know, like these, mm. just these blocks that we put names to. But if you think about like the project of June, like June as like, you know, everyone's due in June. So it still sort of exists. Like mm. you can, you can get an electional chart or like a, nat- like a basically a nativity, like a natal chart of June, you know, mm-hmm. like. And weather-wise, yeah, know, yeah, there's weather associated with this region in June. Yeah, totally. People believe in June. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It conjures up specifics, like lilacs blooming. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like yeah. When you think June, stuff happens in your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so um, I didn't do that necessarily for this. Like on June first, um, we get. The moon conjunct Venus. So it is, if you want to think of like what what's in the natal chart of June, you get the moon applying to Venus in uh, the sign of the moon's exaltation and Venus's rulership. So we do get kind of this like initial nice like um, aspect for like June generally, mm-hmm. but we get all the nasty stuff applying too. But we might as well try, like try to see if we can like remember throughout June as things move forward that um, organic pace and rhythm finding its footing and being um, provided for aesthetically and materially and in a state of luxury, you know, um, which I've been really feeling like with the Venus in, um, in Taurus this time around, like I just, 
can't really stop eating delicious food and, and like <laughs> drinking wine, you know. As, as hard as I don't try, I guess. <laughs> Which wasn't the case like last year. I was feel, felt like I was doing a lot of the Saturn and Capricorn, like mm-hmm. like not eat, not doing gluten, not doing um like dairy and like or meat and and uh, doing a lot of like kind of dieta to to meet different herbs and getting really stripped down but I think like with this Jupiter and Sagittarius it's really rolled me into like a kind of feasting friar yeah. kind of state and we had made those Jupiter talismans and they really <laughs> they didn't see that one coming yeah like that's like uh, you know I've heard it before people uh, like you know if people have like Jupiter uh, transit through the first house like gaining weight is often sometimes a thing, like getting larger, you know, uh, to <laughs> expanding, a, yeah, to a mythological <laughs> yeah. proportions. Uh, and I grew a giant beard, which I I, ha- I heard that that's a thing too. And I was like, oh yeah, wow, that that happened to me, like looking more Zeus-like. Uh, but then um, we made these Jupiter talismans, and lo and behold, like we traveled. Uh, you know, we went overseas and started eating like tons of delicious food, and mm-hmm. it just hasn't. so we had to put them in the drawer for a minute so that we could get a control of our beach bodies for 2019 (laughs) which like are i what we want for ourselves yeah 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 totally like what we feel comfortable being yeah yeah totally everybody you know has their own concept of beach body ready yeah but it's like it should there should be the disclaimer on the jupiter talisman like you like you're going to become uh there could be more mass like than before. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. So, so we got like right at the beginning of June, um, we have Venus trying Pluto. Um, and that's like interesting to step in with that. It high, you know, cause Venus isn't going to be in Taurus for very long. Um, within the month, mm-hmm. like she goes into Gemini on the eighth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, she conjoined Pluto um, earlier in the year, like on a late, late February, on like February 21st or something like that. Um, <clears throat> and now we get like the harmon- the harmonized perspective from later where it's like, it, it might like look back to uh, topics from before and kind of like have a more kind of like har- harmonious view or how things, those topics that might have like, like darker aesthetics and kind of like, uh, loss of, of of like certain things that you took a lot of pleasure in and things that you really loved or loss of something particularly Venusian in your life mm-hmm. and now looking at it from this angle uh, it might be like oh well like that can kind of be that can kind of like um, one can go with the other and be perfectly in tune from this from this perspective and and like what like it, it's like a lot the note I took is like awareness of how fleeting and valuable sensuality fertility, luxury, and beauty can be in harmony with fears and voids in management of the system or structure of nature, like how you manage your life, um, how like the, the um, obstacles and limits that nature provides, you know, like there's only so much water available in this region or something, mm-hmm. so we can only make this much delicious meat, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, but how those things, it's Venus in rulership, so... I talked a lot about this last month, um, as we had so many things going through Taurus that kind of, when you face these uh, like restrictions from Saturn and 
a need to kind of cut back from the south node and and kind of like fears of the unknown or like need to like investigate more like kind of growth in the darkness from Pluto um, it's kind of since there's only so much available there's un only so much like wattage in the cottage you know you might as well turn the electricity off and like enjoy a candle mm -hmm. you know like um it makes like the sensual like kind of sexual artistic kind of um luxurious sumptuous things like just enjoying like watching the fireflies like um you know like wine sex like drugs art like the um the dimension of it that's like sort of free for the taking mm -hmm. is a lot more energy efficient than um, trying to make big plans, big constructions, spend a lot of money on materials and, and waste a lot of resources on, on energy um, expenditure. Absolutely. So that kind of, we step into the month still with that very present. Um, and then on Monday the 3rd, we have a new moon in Gemini. Um, and so it's like kind of initiating a new cycle that's seeded with curiosity and paradox and divergent ideas and um, information branching out and opposed concepts. And the sun's already been in Gemini since like uh, the 21st or 20th or 21st of May. So uh, we've got some Gemini going on and Mercury's already in Gemini. So Gemini's in full swing, but then that we get this new moon there. It's like we start to like plant seeds within that space mm -hmm. of like lots of information, which I've definitely really felt this Gemini season as people say, uh, this time around, like lots of transaction, lots of communication, um, lots of new ideas be like uh, coming out of nowhere that just be like, ooh, well, I got to look into that. And it's a whole like Google wormhole. Mm -hmm. like, um, like I started reading a new book um, right around the time Planet started going to Gemini. And instead of taking notes of the notebook, I just started being like, oh, well, that's interesting. Things that would come up in the research and I just open another window on my phone. And within like 20 minutes of beginning this new book, I had like 30 of like windows open in my, in Safari on my phone of things that I needed to like uh, look into and research more, you know. What's the book? It's called Delirious Naples. I figured people would want to know. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's the, uh, the cultural history of the city of the sun. So. Um, we have the Italy bug in case. Yeah, totally. You didn't yeah. see this. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're infected. That's yeah, th that's what it goes into is being infected with a uh, Parthenopianism basically. Mm -hmm. So be careful, you know. Um so then like so this new moon in Gemini is going to like really um cuz the that means new moon in Gemini means full moon in Sagittarius later in the season. So this this kind of blossoming uh, the seeding with Mercury in rulership in Gemini to a blossoming with um, Jupiter in in rulership in Sagittarius goes across the month. So we get this like like Venus uh, rulership Moon exaltation thing right in the beginning. We get this signature of like um, Mercury like bringing in lots of like information that's getting us really excited, and then this um, kind of like overbrimming of, a, of abundance and inspiration inspirational optimism mm -hmm. later even though we get this like like a lot of like kind of harsh hard grind throughout the the center of it you know um so it's an interesting um it's an interesting combination of aspects and 
And you think it will be preparing us, or that maybe we can take this month and be kind of strengthening those muscles to help us prepare for what's coming in July? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be like a lot of the same topics and themes, just like the par- like a lot of the parade across uh, cancer um, is going to um, is going to like trigger a lot of the details that are going to become um, topics throughout the eclipse season. Things that are just kind of like like coming up now is like, oh, that's like that's the kind of grind I'm getting into. That's the thing I'm defending. That's the territory that I want to protect. That's the um, obstacle that. Uh, I've been dealing with and some of these are long long themes like all of the stuff that's been in Capricorn for the past couple of years um, with Saturn and and um, and Pluto the past few years and then when the nodes go in there it's like uh, becomes really highlighted and so it's what's uh, like on the other side of the spectrum from that what's in cancer mm. um, gets to express within June and then really come to a head in July mm. so it's all the like, um, the construction and the blueprints and the obstacles in our life, just the hard Saturn kind of stuff. Um, all those components, like a, like on the other side of the seesaw from those, is like what we need to feel safe, what we need to grow, what we need to be nurtured. Um, all these things that we might have been like uh, denying ourselves the past couple of years, or realizing that we needed to like pare a bunch of things down, or we're just forced to be kind of more, uh, more sober and more um, like brass tacks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, oh, there's some things missing that I really need that feed me. That I more like uh, flowy things and creative things and and just superfluous almost. Yeah, yeah. Or what could be seen as superfluous, but yeah, you realize that they actually aren't in the face of the situation. And yeah, so you pared it down, and now you can clearly see what isn't actually superfluous in your life and like what is imperative to your creativity and uh your work your life's work in general yeah totally like your best self Mm -hmm. and um you know you're like i can go i can do this harsh diet or i can do this harsh meditation routine or this or that like i can i can strap down and do this budget and then eventually you're like you're like uh, it's like this dynamic between like um, what your your big pro, like construction project is mm-hmm. versus like how valuable just living a um, living well and living a good lifestyle is, you know. I could relate to that. Like you're like, oh, I could sell my motorcycle to um, to get more money to buy more building materials because building this house that I'm building is the priority. Mm-hmm. And then you spend the summer, um, you know, like driving in in your car, not having as much fun. Um, you know, at some point you're like, well, do I just like, do I need to work more to make more money to be more productive? Or do I just need to kind of like make just as much, just enough money to, um, to kind of buy like fresh, good food and then get to hang out with my family and friends more often, you know? Yeah. It's like, which, country like which country should you live in (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) which uh yeah we're kind of like we're speaking like uh we're making examples of out of ourselves but um so 
And then the next day after the new moon, so look for that like seeding of all that curious information there. And mm. you might want to kind of just like work with it and play with it, like concentrate as the moon goes to darkness, like on um, what you're most curious about and kind of plant some of those seeds like into like what can manifest over the course of the moon cycle. Because mm. uh, right after that, Mercury goes into cancer and all this cancer need nurture stuff we're talking about, which I always been saying to clients this whole year is finding to identify that stuff like find out what your ideal conditions would be to have the best hydroponic tomato of your life uh -huh. you know like um you know if you're like oh well i need to have a coffee shop two blocks away um that just i just know i need that to be part of the like watering system to my hydroponic tomato of mm -hmm. like my best art or my best like emotional state that just to make note of that, that to like what you need to prioritize to like have all the conditions right to be your best mm -hmm. you know um even if you don't give it to yourself right away just start to identify what those things are and once mercury goes into cancer it's gets topics are gonna really swing hard to that direction because the sun and venus are still in his sign of gemini mm. um well v about to be because a few days Venus goes into Gemini on the 8th um, and so that's going to what we're attracted to is going to be ideas and information and things will get really social really chatty really eclectic um, and aesthetic aesthetics are going to like kind of look more towards information and things that are really like lots of different ideas at once um, and talk to a lot of people about it mm -hmm. um, and with the sun and Gemini be orient, oriented to that search, um, but it's the reasoning that's driving it behind it because of where Mercury is in Cancer at that point is gonna be to talk to a lot of people and investigate a lot of ideas to um, that facilitate you expressing and finding out what those ideal conditions are mm -hmm. for your nurturing, mm -hmm. you know? That's gonna be the kind of wind pushing the sails mm -hmm. of the airy sign of Gemini. The, the the humid and balmy, like, uh, like uh, cancer, kind of, like, milky, like, uh, fog filling the sails of airy Gemini. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, like some summertime yeah, absolutely. conditions mentally. Um, do you have any comments? Okay, nope. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. going too quickly. Um, and then on the 10th, the sun opposes Jupiter. So then we get like from that like world of that Gemini. Um, well, first the sun squares Neptune on the 9th. So and then, you know, it's moving at a speed that it's going to be sort of squaring Neptune and opposing Jupiter. But Neptune's in Jupiter's sign, mm -hmm. um, which I had the the feeling was like, well, that's going to be good good Neptune then, because, like, the greater benefic is ruling it. Like, early in the year, I was like, we're going to get all these Neptune aspects over the year, but Neptune is going to be ruled by the greater benefic. And uh, it didn't work out to be a, as, like, positive as I thought. It's still mm -hmm. Neptune confusing the fuck out of you and, like, derailing your life with, like, illusions and fantasies on it just on a huge scale because <laughs> it's Jupiter, you know? But I think now in this way that... It's getting us so lost 
that um, that we're finding ourselves towards what we really want. Uh-huh. But the process is that like you get like hopelessly lost, you know, like hopelessly lost to the point you're like, I don't think I'll ever get back to like where I was. I'm so lost, but I found something better than than where I was headed, you know. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't typically happen that you like are driving around in like uh, L.A. and you're like, man, I can't find the place where we're supposed to go to this party tonight. I think I'm just going to move to San Diego permanently, you know, like, <laughs> but, but, you know, because I like it better. Yeah. But, you know, something. Because I know the streets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. This would never happen in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, something like that, you know, um, but we're. That the ninth and tenth um, is going to be a big moment for for um, coming to like hitting ultimate confusion and 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 then big um, big coherence and realization and inspiration coming right out of that confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it's going to kind of relate to like themes that have been going for the the year, like Mercury's extended. Um, retrograde in Pisces going back and forth over Neptune mm-hmm. um, but this time it's going to kind of be like um, like an irritating like kind of like whoa now I'm really not sure what I'm doing that's perfect because I found like I found all the, this kind of like inspiration and, and things by like happenstance that gave me a big perspective like you're like really lost and then you um, suddenly come out of the the woods that you're lost in and realize you're on a high spot and you can see over the whole mm. terrain, you know? Beautiful. Um, and even that, like, you know, looking over from a vista, like, puts in such a romantic quality to what you're looking at. You're not just looking at a landscape, like, you're not just looking at a map, you're looking at a landscape that's kind of, like, filling you up with, like, um, um like, a, there's, like, emotional content and in, in like from the the Pisces side and and inspiration, you know, like what's more inspiring than looking over like a beautiful landscape from above, you know, like you can see where things are laid out, mm-hmm. but it's not like looking at the cold information of of a map. map, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, just be aware and um, you know, use it wisely, and then we get um, by the twelfth, so we're getting towards mid month now. We get Mars conjunct the North Node um, in Cancer and everything we're saying about like being this Mars being like overprotective of you know like these hydroponic tomato conditions I keep talking about of like your best life or your best self or your best creativity where you feel the most safe and productive and and able to grow and be yourself being like kind of like a little like guard dog around those Mm -hmm. and being like don't you get don't you get near my my hydroponic tomato and mess all this up. I have everything like the way I want it. Um, lots of themes of being like over like being protective of your mother or being at war with your mother mm-hmm. or <clears throat> et cetera, et cetera. Or like um, motherly like figures in your life. Yeah, yeah. A lot of mother stuff is going to come up for a lot of people, um, and then, but all that's true of Mars and cancer anyway and Mars isn't fall there because it's kind of messy to be to be like a warrior trying to like uh, trying to like fight and guard and be tactical around 
things that are really sensitive and personal. Mm -hmm. And so civil war is one thing that happens a lot, like, mm -hmm. like in fighting with who you care about or fighting for or protecting who you care about. But also it's like, like it's often the heart is in the right place. It just can be like too much fight, too close to too much emotion, you know? Um, but it's going to be different for different people, depending on like what Mars does in their chart and right. what Mars territories do in their chart. Like how, um, you know, it could be like, it could really fire up your career. It could really fire up your creativity. It could be all about education. It's not just going to be about like the home and the emotion and, and mothering things, but it like, like a lot of people that have heavy cancer placements are authors because you slowly grow this body of writing and no one sees it till it's finally released and it's born as a, as a publication, mm. you know? So it can be a lot of different things, but Mars on top of um, the North Node is going to make it insatiably hungry, you know? It's going to be really ready for battle at that point, you know, and really ready to, like, um, take some, take some, like, sensitive territory for itself, you know, like um, that coffee shop you need to have two blocks away to be, to do your best writing, mm -hmm. like in your life, you, you're going to want to take that coffee shop by storm and like demand that like it's your turf, you know, uh -huh. like yeah. uh, that kind of thing. Um, and then right after the following day on the 13th, Mercury comes into contact with Rahu and Mars and Mercury are getting really close to one another and they're, um, and so like all your thoughts and your, it's what you're going to want to be talking about. It's what you're thinking about. It's what you're organizing and analyzing. And all of that is opposing Saturn. So by the, um, the 14th, Mars opposes Saturn and it's everything we're just discussing, but in direct sight of, of all the obligations and restrictions and, and cost of construction. And so, and with K2 there and Pluto there, you're like, this is like, this is the reality of storming that coffee shop or having all the things you need mm -hmm. on hand. This is like what it's going to take to build. Um, and this is what you're going to have to get rid of to incorporate that. And with Pluto being there, it's also like, and we don't really know how that's all going to work out. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe it'll work. I have no idea. I can't tell, you know. Um, so that's the grind part. But there's a lot of like, there's a lot of... um a lot of that um, inspiration and, and like awareness of sensuality and a lot of curiosity um, all coming through through other planets. But this one structure upon the nodal axis is gonna be like the kind of like maybe hard, but like fired up part about it. Like there are things to get rid of and there are things to like um, that you're just drooling over, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then Mercury, Mars is, oh, and then by the 16th, Mercury, um, trines Neptune, which, you know, it's a trine, it's an easy aspect, but Mercury gets really fouled up by Neptune. And so logic and language of providing and preserving perfect growth conditions, um, harmonizing with illusions and imagination and fantasy and, um, dissolve of particularities. So this is like some of that like themes of like getting really, really confused and really, really lost and really not knowing what we're doing um, could be coming in here and they might seem to jive, but it might be filling your uh, mental pool 
with a lot of uh, like, um, like some of it will be like things you're fantasizing about, and other things will be feeling really disillusioned with things uh, that felt more concrete before. Yeah. Um, because this is right when Mercury opposes Saturn, um, and so you're like feeling really disillusioned, and you're looking at like the laundry list of things that are really hard, like. Uh, things that are just like you can't have any control of and you're really obligated to. Mm -hmm. um, and then this is right when Jupiter squares Neptune. So we're, we are getting the influence from Jupiter to make that confusion really big, to make those fantasies really big. Um, and then the moon conjoins Jupiter at the same time. Um, so it's like our emotions are really wrapped up in that inspiration. And a lot of this to me looks like one way I've been thinking about it is the growing pains of dreaming bigger than we allowed ourselves to dream before. Uh, like, um, we've Jupiter's brought in, like, new inspiration to dream, like, n new things that we want to accomplish. And it's just the balloon is just hitting the, like, the edges of the room that Saturn is, um, you know, holding. Mm -hmm. And and the south node is saying, like, if, we're, if this bubble is going to get bigger, we're going to need to, like, take some of these walls down. And Pluto is like, well, the problem is we don't know what's on the other side of the wall, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like a, I was describing it as kind of like that kind of like when you're getting bigger and your body's changing and you feel awkward about it and even it kind of hurts and like your clothes don't fit you anymore and your bed's too small and your bedroom is a kid's room and you're... Um, like an adult now you're an adult now and the things you have seem like toys rather than tools mm -hmm. and you just you're ready to like yeah you said uh, you feel like you're in kindergarten but you'd rather you're like ready for your to get your PhD yeah like yeah mm -hmm. it's like yeah it's like guess what you're not ready for kindergarten you're gonna be held back in preschool one more year and you're like you're like motherfucker I'm ready for a PhD yeah. like let's yeah, do yeah, this yeah. you know I have a like <laughs> I have a thesis you yeah. know like, <laughs> and that's that like Mars being over hungry for growth and mm -hmm. being kind of like a baby with a loaded gun right, you right. Know? some of it is true some of it is just you're over amped you know mm. um, but it's all ultimately like we're gonna need to make space for this growth um, or, or else the bubble's gonna pop you know for sure. Especially, yeah. So that's a lot of what we're dealing What It's those dynamics that are going to continue and come to, like, a, like come to directly to your front door, come, like, directly to a head in July. They're all they're all just flying through this mid-Jupiter period. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really funny that we're talking about this, like, balloon thing because of that video you showed me from uh, that, the runway yeah, yeah. from yesterday. Um, yeah, that artist, um, making like inflatable balloon outfits. Yeah. The balloon, I don't, I can't remember his name right now. Um, oh, here it is. It's Frederick, um, Geranson. How, how would you say that? Frederick, yeah, Geranson. We're totally saying it wrong, but... Because it's, like, the last name, we're looking at, like, a T-J-A-E-R-A-N-D-S-E-N. Um, but he just did his show. Uh, he's a student at Central Saint-Martin, and he did his show, and everybody, all the models came out in these balloons 
that deflated and then were dresses. Um, yeah. And that was definitely, it was definitely making me think of everything that I had been reading that you wrote about also just um, protecting what's yours, like being in this like little bubble. Yeah. You know, and then you're ready to get out. And even when the, the dresses deflate, there's still um, this space around the wearer that it's not like the dress becomes skin right. tight. The dress is still has like, you know, six inches like all around, like yeah. um, this kind of buffer. It's like, like filled with air. Buffer to the outside world. Or yeah, just like lumps. They're yeah. they're very, very beautiful. Uh, and it it's occur- an interesting show that's worth It seemed seeing. to occur or at least get posted like right uh, during the Jupiter uh, Mercury opposition. It happened yesterday, yeah. Yeah. So it's like funny the like um like the Mercury, like one thing changing into another thing, and mm-hmm. the Jupiter, like inflating, you know, and like. Yeah, who's his astrologer? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're listening to this, get in touch. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'll interview you. Right. So, um, right after all that Bojaz I'm talking about on the 16th, um, we get, because part of that is um, the moon conjoining Jupiter that, you know, like our need to get perspective from using imagination to Mm -hmm. combine elements toward a greater purpose. That Mm -hmm. Sagittarius kind of like, well, I'm going to mash this into this and like create this hybrid thing. A lot of like hybridization, which is, I think, part of the confusion that we've been going through with like the extended uh, Mercury retrograde in, in Pisces is like left us with this like soup of like, oh, now all our things are just like this mess and like... We're like, well, I have this and this. How can I, like, put them together so they make sense? Like, kind of, like, some of it's, like, getting pulled in different directions and having to get rid of some things, but also, like, how can I make, like, uh, you know, like, I want to... A decent meal out of this. Right, yeah. Out of this mess. Yeah. Like, I want to live on this island. I have a car and I have a canoe, but, uh, like... Um, and how I, do I get the car over to the island? Yeah, how do can I have like a car new? You know, like right. that. Like the island is actually really big, and I have to drive around it mm-hmm. a lot. Like so, once I get there, I'll need the car. So I need a car new. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that one. Um, but so then we get the full moon in Sagittarius right as this is all coming uh, to like culmination of a cycle of need to combine elements to reach higher goals. And, you know, just moon Sagittarius, this is the full moon in Sagittarius, the year that Jupiter is in Sagittarius with the moon separating from a conjunction with Jupiter, um, you know, the dignified ruler of the domicile. So this is like, uh, this is like an event, like, you know, back in um, October of 2018, it's like, oh, Jupiter's in Sagittarius. When's the full moon in Sagittarius going to be? And so, yeah, so that's it. So like, that's, it's going to be really easy to, it's going to be like definitely about um, over, like the cornucopia brimming over full. And since it got seeded in Gemini, um, it could be the the, um, the cornucopia brimming over full with information and knowledge and ideas. And, um, and it's, you know, it would be a really good time to like feast on, um, you know, have your, have your wine and, and like, whatever else your wine and bread and roast meat and like your big banquet table certainly um but you know really make sure to like 
feast on on philosophy and mm. and spirituality and religious ideas and become higher minded, you know, because it's a good time to get like lots of perspective. From... I definitely love that aspect of Jupiter. It's, it's sometimes, well, I was overlooking it at first when we um, were making the talismans. The second talisman uh, I made is more focused on that aspect because it's it'll, essential. It'll do so much more. It can do so much good for you. Like, you could make a Jupiter wealth talisman if the conditions are right. And if the conditions are right, you could make one for just a higher philosophical understanding. Mm -hmm. And that can actually get you out of a lot more sticky situations in the end. Like, you know, when you're like... And just having to, like, work all the time. Yeah. Like, keep maintain that wealth. Right. Yeah. Yeah, or, like, where you're like, oh, I have some extra bucks. That's handy. Or work a job that you don't like. I mean, everybody... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's oppor- it's you know this new opportunity to like have more wealth or something more abundance, but you can hit sticky situations where you're like, man, I don't know how to unravel all this. Like this um, extended Mercury retrograde causing all that confusion in Pisces. Like I don't really know what to do all with all of this, but I've obtained this um, like superior philosophy and spiritual state. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually fine to ride this one out mm-hmm. you know like you it's gonna jailbreak you out of a lot more hard situations than than um you might at first realize that that you can more than you can maybe buy yourself out of yeah beyond bail money beyond bail money is the name of this beyond episode bail bucks. so uh, yeah <laughs> um so then on the 18th <laughs> uh, mercury conjoins mars finally so all of that like all that like stuff that you've been thinking about along these Cancerian lines, uh, this is when you're going to be spit in fire. You know, mm-hmm. like your words are going to like be weaponized. You know, and your your thinking is going to you're this, you're going to be planning your attack, and your words are going to be like uh, have some burn to them. So yeah, be aware of that. It's a good yeah, time to we're like talking about um, being. Um being sensitive to that like and being in a place that it can be used not if you can avoid being somewhere where you might um be around people that you would say harmful things to right yeah try to avoid that take your car new out to your island totally. like at this yeah, point you but i uh, want to take the car new out that day but just by the way astrology works this might be when you have to have your confrontation it's true you know mm-hmm. and so just make just be mindful of what kind of energy is afoot as you're as you're confronting stay cool stay cool confronting your mom or something mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. like uh so then um the next day mercury opposes pluto and mars opposes pluto so we've kind of like um sketched this out so we're just kind of going through the dates at this point but yeah it's like this is where it's like mercury and mars looking at saturn is looking at like the hard realities looking at K2 right after is like looking at what needs to get uh, purged and dismantled. And then looking at Pluto is dealing with the idea that you don't really know what's on the other side. You know, you don't, there's like, there's fears, there's voids, there's unknowns, there's unprecedented situations in managing things in the structure or dealing with the, uh, the systems around you. And um, it's going to take some like kind of, detective work some like real like sleuthing Mm. to kind of figure some of that out and that's going to be its own kind of underworld journey Mm -hmm. like you're going to have to kind of 
get your torch and like enter the the labyrinth to kind of figure that one out and that's so you just kind of have to like go beyond those barriers of fear and not be paralyzed by them or be obsessed with them um then by the 21st the sun ingresses cancer and then this is the summer solstice which normally would be like Oh, it's the summer solstice. That's the thing to talk about. But it's like pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, like outshined by a lot of this other stuff. But the summer solstice also always has like loads of significance. And we'll probably talk about that in another episode. I think we're going to do an herbal episode. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, where we're going to probably talk a lot about like the herbs of the solstice and the magic of the solstice. Mm -hmm. So just, um, yeah, hop over to that episode to, like, get more into, like, St. John's Eve and, um, and all of the, all of the, like... The merriment. The merriment and hallucinatory, uh, ecstatic activity that you can get involved in. Um, then on the 23rd, Venus opposes Jupiter, um, and great, right? Like, Venus, um, opposite Jupiter... Attraction to opposites and to paradox balanced with philosophy of hybridization for a higher purpose. So the 23rd is not a bad point, you know, like the the full moon on the 17th, mm-hmm. which you might want to be kind of digging on late on the 16th before it's because it's... Yeah, it's it, like 4 yeah. a.m. Yeah, it's 4 a.m. on the 17th. Mm-hmm. So um, this is another one, the 23rd. If like you want to like schedule something nice, <laughs> you know, like you can... And I'm not talking like full elections, but if you want, you're like, oh, what day should we have the, like, you know, the Johnsons over? Like, oh, like the Sunday, the 23rd looks like, like we're going to have a great time, you know? Lovely. Uh, and (laughs) 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 yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) And, um, a lot more significance than just that. But I think, you know, like I said, the mid mid month is so weighty. Uh, we're just like, whoo, like. Venus opposite Jupiter, we really needed this, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but a lot to a lot to take in. Like, So just keep your receptors open, because any of these Jupiter aspects, you're getting some good information. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and good information from, like, ideas you're really attracted to, or, or like, media, media you're really excited about, or people you're really excited about talking with, um, or, like, riddles, because um, it's Venus, it's coming from Venus, and in Gemini. And then Monday we get Venus square Neptune. So not surprisingly, uh, right after like Venus gets really pumped up and expanded and inflated with Jupiter, it goes into like, uh, it hits like a jam, like, like a tension point of like fantasy, you Uh know? So like, you're like, oh yeah, you got really like the Johnsons came over, you got really excited about these paradoxical ideas that were just blowing your mind and expanding your horizons. You were, like, making plans to, like, travel across the world to pursue some of these things that you just find out about, and suddenly you realize that your your attraction to opposites and paradoxes is in tension with illusion and fantasy and the dissolve of particularities. Like, um, Like, again, like, things getting, like, real, like, like this is where like the alarm comes in be like whoa things are getting really diluted now you mm-hmm. know um, but great for art you know um it's a great art signal depending on your style depending on your style yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're right if you're like a like a hardcore like realist yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 well yeah you might be like man this looks insane <laughs> uh but yeah so 
just find the right place to put this stuff. Like it's going to come in from like emotion and, and ideas and, and uh, things you're, that are rousing the spirit. So just find the right place to, to, uh, to place them all in your life. Mm. And finally, Mercury goes into Leo, which we'll talk about a bunch more about next month. But, you know, Mercury and Leo on the 26th. How long is that for? Mercury. Let me get up the. What does it matter? You said we'd talk about it next month. Oh, whoops. Mercury and Leo on the 26th of June until... Until like the 29th of 29th of August, oh, wow. because um, Mercury is going to go retrograde um, back into Cancer, back to 20th, uh, like around the 20 into the 20s in Cancer. Mm. So. Yeah, July, we're going to get the eclipses and that Mercury retrograde. So, yeah, we'll talk a bunch about that next month. But, you know, Mercury in, in Leo, a lot of language and logic of visibility, of being seen and communicating, uh, especially in a performative way, um, that sets certain examples or That's, certain images wow. of yourself. You it know? makes me think of dance or Yeah, art, dance, performance, magic, yeah. mm-hmm. like stage magic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah... Um, so yeah, the like, it's interesting to see what you're thinking about after a month that really like um, brings in a bunch of new ideas and gets it um, gets you like inspired, but also is like a major pain in the ass and has you really defensive and protective and facing realities, but like getting really like inflated with like what you're ultimately really excited about. This is kind of like like I said, the growing pains period, mm-hmm. um, and then. We see as things move into Leo next, uh, you're like, you're going to be starting to try to show off the peacock, n- yeah. yeah, peacock out some of the mm. things you've gained from from June, and then especially that'll carry that'll carry in into after the um, the eclipses as well, mm. like which are going to be like you know as we're saying in Cancer and Capricorn this year, um, opposed to where they've been for the previous year and a half in. Um, and Leo and Aquarius. So we're going to get kind of like after this whole dynamic we've been discussing about all the, all the like nurturing and, and safe space and need to grow versus um, like obligations and what needs to be dismantled and going on beyond fear of, of what we're constructing. Um, then we're going to be moving into these Leo periods for a while where uh, we get to like show off um, how we how we came to be the person we are after these shakeups. Start our stuff. Start our stuff. And so, thanks for joining us. As uh, and maybe in spirit of that, we'll like maybe at some point we'll start doing video so we, like we can strut our stuff. Like when you listen to it, do the forecast and see us drink espresso and, and hang out with our cats. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty boring. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, we'll have to do, like, really good makeup before we record. Yeah, we make, like, creative backdrops. Yeah, creative backdrops. That we, like, that are kind of revolving. 
Yeah, totally a revolving backdrop, because we're not really doing anything, we're just sitting here. We're just, yeah. No wood stove. We'll just... get we'll get some jugglers. Jugglers. Anyways, uh, <laughs> back to uh, uh, the forecast episodes. I'm glad um, that we're doing them again. Mm -hmm. Hope you enjoy them, and we're going to try to keep on this uh, schedule every month. And join us next time. Thanks a lot.